Hey everybody, I'm here with my good friend and friend of the show, Josh, the man, the myth, the legend, Denhart. Josh, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, I've, I've kind of shifted gears as everybody has, and I'm keeping two toddlers home most of the day, mostly by myself. Um, and so um, I feel a little bit dead inside, but I'm good. <laughs> you feel, I love it, dude. You're so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of your toddlers, man, I got to just hijack the whole show and say one of my and my wife's best things about last week, dead honest, was your daughter. Can, I mean, I, I don't want to steal your thunder, so can you set this up? Because it was the funniest. <laughs> dude, like you could win $100,000 at on America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, Go ahead. How's that for a stimulus? That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Um, so we were, we were in this, um, if you're watching the video, you can actually see this room I've kind of converted to a home office. It wasn't a home office before. Um, that's one thing that the uh, shutdown stay-at-home orders has motivated me to do was to get that together. Um, and I was Photoshopping my sister's ex-boyfriend out of my mom's Valerie dedication videos just to give her a hard time because she's newly <laughs> married. Uh, <laughs> and so um, I sent it to her and said, we really should have thought to take some pictures without him. Um, but that's, that's all well and good. And we just noticed that my three-year-old was quiet for a while. Um, Never a good sign. Yeah, this is Saturday before Easter. We had just done some Easter dinner shopping. Um, my wife is making a carrot cake. She had me pick up the icing and, and you know all the materials that went with that. And so I asked her, I say, McKenna, what are you doing? And I hear, nothing. And we go, okay, that's something. Because that's the only time she says nothing. <laughs> and so we, I go to the living room, and I'm looking at where she's at now. And she's built this fort out of a table and some pillows and blankets and um, my dog, by the really, way, your dogs are way yeah, up on this. They're all about it. And I'm like, what is going on? It hadn't even entered my head that she got into the groceries. And, um, I say, McKenna, what are you doing? And she, I, says, she goes, I already told you nothing. <laughs> You're right. And so as I get back closer to her, she says nothing again. And I stick the camera underneath the floor and she has taken the icing for the cake and she has rubbed it all on her face. The dogs are going down. She's got it on her feet. I, did, <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't handle the feet. I was like, what happened with the feet? How did that happen? She was slipping her feet in it on the floor. <laughs> And the best part about it was when I, I called my wife in, and I'll post it to the to the to the podcast page just so people can see it now. Uh, so I, funny. I call my wife in, and um, you know, I, I take the parts away from the fort, and she goes, "My Canada, what are we gonna put up the cake?" Wait, whoa, 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 no, no, no. There's two good parts. You said, uh, you said something about you know, uh, this was a cool fort. It ain't gonna be cool for long. <laughs> yeah. and then you said, you said, "Mommy." nice i'm recording <laughs> yeah yeah um because so, so, well you know there's there's two reactions to that be nice. the, i'm recording yeah, yeah you can go two ways and i've gone both ways where one is the disciplinarian like don't you ever do this again and then there's the part where you've gathered yourself enough that you can laugh at it and i wanted my wife to make sure that's where she was uh, <laughs> and uh <laughs> that's so true dude and um McKenna, she says, McKenna, what are we going to put on the cake? And McKenna kind of looks around and she's still sucking on her finger with the icing. <laughs> and she goes, there's still icing in there. <laughs> my, that's what my wife thought was the funniest. So, um, dude, so, hey, thanks for letting me hijack the, uh, the, the podcast real quick. That was my favorite home Corona moment so far. I laughed so hard. My wife loved it. She posted <laughs> it. She sent it to all of her friends. I'm glad we can be a service. That's been, that's one of about four 
at home Corona moments we've had because I'm an irresponsible parent, but, uh, <laughs> well, hey, you know what? At least you're honest. I get it, dude. Yeah. You know, that's, if that's the, the highest mark of your irresponsibility, you're doing a great job. <laughs> I'll take it. We, we, of all the things we've avoided for three years of not happening. And since this went down, we've had the markers on the walls, the markers on the couch, the paint on the floor and, and that. And so it's, it's super awesome. Uh, but yeah. Um, but we want some people to have better at home Corona moments than that. We want them to have yes. some profitable and fruitful, um, Corona moments. And the reason I wanted you to be on one of the things I think about when I think about your ministry is you are constantly mm. filling a very specific and glaring need. Um, VBS is, we're starting to, to, to kind of all look alike. You come out with science VBS. People don't know how to lead their volunteers. You, you come up with the most comprehensive volunteer leadership curriculum out there and Dude, now, you're so kind well, it's the truth and now people don't know how to best serve their families and they're canceling vbs and then you come up and you say in a matter of weeks i got you faith labs at home um and and it's and it's serving parents it's serving kids pastors both at the same time tell us about it because i don't want to i don't want to tell it poorly yeah so i mean at the end of the day the corona thing went down and and my, here was my posture and i'm being honest matter of fact i mean you and i are friends and you're one of the few people we do a lot of communicating together because i like you and and i i was communicating with you and i said dude i am totally chilling right now i'm i'm letting the dust settle i'm letting the lord lead i'm just cooling it and that was true right i saw a lot yeah. of people really 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 try they're like spazzing out and trying to pivot and stuff. And I was like, forget it. I'm chilling. And then, uh, uh, all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. I, I knew there was going to be a moment where, where I was going to kick into gear. And then, and then it kind of, that kind of happened. And so I, I, I built a thing called uh, faith lab at home. It is a church supported family led experience in the home, right? So a church would support this and a family would have some dynamic um, spiritual opportunities. Here's the thing, Jared. I would say that as a children's pastor for over a decade, my greatest hope was to empower moms and dads to dominate. Here's the funny thing. Uh, this Corona thing kind of shoved that right to the forefront. I think that the church um, desired, and everybody knows Deuteronomy 6, that it's the parent's job to be the spiritual leaders in their, in their homes. But the church just was, was so eager to do it for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, well, you're not, I got to make sure that I, and so it just never happened, right? These poor clueless parents, they don't know. We'll do it right, now. right. And so uh, now I'll put it this way. Uh, uh, when I first started in children's ministry, people would have an opportunity to have their kids in church around 50 times a year. There's 52 Sundays in a year. They would have their kids there 50. Why? Somebody's going to have a snotty nose and you're going to be at grandma's one week. There you go. And then in the middle of that time, Jared, all of a sudden something really radical happened when sports started to massively encroach on Sunday mornings. I couldn't believe it, right? I mean, for decades, it yeah. was Sunday was sacred, Wednesday night was sacred. And then Sunday, it just totally flooded. And so then in a matter of almost no time at all, while I was a children's pastor, I saw that number 50 go crashing down to 25. Yeah. And so we did a study at our church and it was a big church, a couple thousand people on, a, on an average weekend. And we were like, okay, well, if a person brings their kid to church, how often are they, are they here? 
And I was mm. shocked. It was 49%. If you called Valley Church home and you had your kid in our programming, your kid was going to be present 49% of the time. Now, that is not the way that it used to be. So we went from 50 a year to 25 a year to now zero. It's like <laughs> yeah. Corona chaos. Nobody is directly going to church. And so I saw people starting to want to drop out of vacation Bible school and to be like, dude, what are we even going to do? Um, and, you know, I appreciate what you said, right? I wanted to try to create an opportunity for church leaders to be successful, but also truly empower mom and dad. Um, so church leaders uh, can buy a set of licenses. As soon, all they have to do is put a first name, last name, email. It shoots off an invite to a particular family. They have instantaneous access to scripture music, science devotions, sink or float videos, a science project, which I want to get back to in a second, and some sweet family games and bonuses. But the science project, I think, is what's going to be the big win. Yeah. So, like... Do you remember that fun project where you have an egg and you put a little face on it and you, you build a structure around it and then you drop it from the roof of your home to see if you were successful at saving and you know, making your egg not die? So that's one of the family projects and it's highly, highly, highly produced. That's the thing, right? I've seen a lot of children's pastors right now who are now, it's not they're wearing multiple hats. They're not only children's pastor, they are master videographer. And they are, they are, you know, um, video editor in chief, whatever. And it's hard work, dude, to put out quality content. Talk and to not, me. Not just for their department too, sometimes for the whole church. Is that you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're like, I speak from experience. I'm youngest person on staff at 15. I automatically, I mean, for about 15 years, um, I automatically became the tech guy. Yeah, for sure. I totally get that. And there's a couple other dudes that I'm very close with. And one guy said, little tongue in cheek, he goes, well, I guess it's job security because absolutely nobody else knows what they're doing when it comes to the tech stuff. Totally get it. But my point is, is that that's not some people's normal thing and they really don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And so, you know, having high quality, highly produced videos can be a real win. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's simple for a church leader. But here's the cool thing, right? There's a bunch of people who are, who are participating in this and, and several of them are pulling together the list of the household items and putting it together in a box. And they are providing that box to the families. They're either gonna do a drive-through where they stand six feet away and wave as a, as a dressed up scientist or they're going to you know deliver that box to individual families' homes. Now there was a, a guy in Pennsylvania, no, no, it was New Jersey, a gal. And she said, we're on absolute fundamental lockdown. We could not deliver to homes and they can't come and get them. And so does it, it, that's going to be fine because all of these are household items. There's no specialty science items that someone would need. So I'm excited about it. A lot of people are getting excited about it. I think it's coming. Honestly, I think the Lord allowed me to, to get it out there at, at the, just the perfect time, I would think. Yeah. Well, and that's part of it. And I didn't even consider it until you mentioned it a couple moments ago. Like when we did talk, you weren't working on this 
And no, so not it, at all. Yeah. Like you were, you were just doing stuff in your garage and, and, and what have you just kind of, kind of piddling. No, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's the truth, uh, which is I, good. I cleaned, and I cleaned my chemistry area. I cleaned my chemistry show trailer. I did a lot of physical things yeah just to keep myself occupied but I, I i made a very hard line in the sand that i was not going to engage in work right makes sense yeah but then and the, i mean it has to be almost supernatural i mean i'm sure a lot of it's a, uh, the fruitfulness of your of your planning and organization and, and things you can pull from so i get that not to take away from your effort but like that happened quick and it happened well at the same time and quick yeah, and well you. don't often don't often I go agree. to <laughs> so, I agree. And, and what I love about what you've done is you could have just as easily made it, marketed it to families and, and sold the kits directly to families. Um, you know, I'm sure you have enough families in your network that you could have made that happen very well. Not my passion, bro. It's but not my passion. You, you've made the church the hero, which is super cool. Hallelujah. And, and Thank so, you. Oh, Thank you. Made, you. But better yet, sorry, you haven't made the church hero because you've helped the church do what they really want to do. You've equipped the church to equip the parent to be the hero. It's so, For sure. That's the truth. And I just, want dads, right? I want a dad to all of a sudden be like, dude, that soft floating softball was so fun to hit. That's my goal. I want yeah. a dad to really, you know, have a great experience building a bridge with his kids and they're hanging all over him and they're having a glorious time and it happens to be around God's word, right? Yeah. But, but to be truthful, to your point, though, I want to make sure, yes, I want the families to succeed. But I really, 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 dude, the, the church is God's plan to administer the gospel. And yeah. so what better way to prop up the church? Now, one lady, check this out. I hadn't thought about this for a bit. One lady got a hold of me and she said, oh, my word, our VBS can only hold 340 kids. Only, by the way, that's a lot of kids, right? <laughs> she, said we, she said, we actually turn people away because we can only facilitate that many. She said, would it be okay if we gave this to any and everybody in our community? And I was like, why? Of course. And so she said, this is her words, limitless. And there is some truth to that, right? So she can actually invite innumerable families. So that's pretty cool. And in another guy out in Pennsylvania, you probably know him, uh, David Richards. Do you know David? Um, big AG guy out in Pennsylvania. The, the name rings a bell, but I can't place him at the moment. Very good. So sorry, he, David, if you're listening. Yeah, right on. <laughs> uh, but he's a great dude, right? And he, I, I'm not going to be able to say, but because it's a little bit under wraps, but his church has this really unique position very soon. And they're, they're going to have a little bit of a, a little more public exposure through a series of neat circumstances that I'm not able to share, but they are going to be able to open up Faith Lab at Home to any and everybody in their community. So that is just outstanding, right? That's very cool. So That's, I'm excited about it. So I'm excited about it. you and I were talking a little bit before the show and, and I, I want to hit on one of the things you mentioned, because I think what you've done kind of can relieve children's pastors a little bit. You and I are talking about how, you know, there's been a level of keeping up with the Joneses and like children's pastors have been trying to do things that either they're not equipped to do, uh, <laughs> don't feel, don't want to do. Um, but they, they're, this all happened and they start seeing all these responses and then all of a sudden something had to happen quick. Right and like, oh, oh gosh, I need to start recording 50 videos a day and, and all of a sudden the other. And so you've given something very high quality that yep. they can present without breaking their back. But what's, yeah, your, what's, your, what's your advice to those, to those children's pastors? Yeah, I, I would say, and, I, and th the funny thing is, Jared, is I saw this all happening, and I didn't 
I, I, I just was an observer, right? I didn't want to speak into it. And I think this will be my first opportunity to speak into it. But what I observed was automatically a whole bunch of children's pastors were like, I need to do a morning and an evening devotion with these kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. And they're like, man, I got to do all of this video. I got to have in my, in my mind, I was like, now, wait a minute. Uh, were you doing that before the Corona chaos? Mm-hmm. No. Who is expecting you to do multiple daily devotions with these kids? The like, Lord, Josh. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> but where's that coming from? Does that make sense? Absolutely. And the second thing is, is that I think that parents were on absolute, like, overload. Yeah. And I think for me as a dad, I don't know about you, Jared, but dude, I feel like I'm failing at enough things. I don't need one more thing to think that I'm failing at. And so I think a lot of parents are like, oh my word, I got to they're doing the devotion thing. And I get it. I think that it's a good thing. But I think that, that some people were maybe overwhelming the yeah. airwaves. And it just was unnecessary. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, I t- go ahead. I'll t- tell you what I think is interesting about it is for me, like, and, may, and I've had to struggle with this because I've taken this too far one way that sometimes, but there's this level of home is my sanctuary. Even, even since I was a kid, like, right, like I was the kids, like, once I get home, I'm not doing homework. That's my space. I want me to work. I'm gonna do it at school. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And so all of a sudden, everything got pushed into the home. Every, right. every stressor, every, you know, everything that parents can almost segment, like you drive away from work and works behind you and you can move on at home. Well, that's not the case anymore. There's no escape. And all of a sudden, there's no escape from church. Not that that's what you need, but sometimes it is. Um, there's no escape well, from I mean, work. There's, there's no there's, escape from school. And then yes. boom, it's yes. all in your living room in a moment. For sure. Now, me, as somebody who has worked from home for the last three and a half years, um, I, I get that. Yeah. And I have been living it for a long time. This is my home, right? This is my office right here. I love being in here. But even today, at the end, I was like, okay, I, I think that I'm officially done. And I have to train myself to say, okay, that's the line and I'm finished. And I think that a lot of children's pastors early on were just kind of spazzing out, right? Yeah. And I'm not shaming anybody. So another, another leader that I talked to, they were producing an inordinate amount of content. And they were aware. This gal was on the phone with me. She said in her words, and it's not that good. She mm-hmm. said, like, I'm not, I, I'm not good on camera. And what I'm doing isn't really that good. I said, okay, hey, can I ask you a question? She said, sure. I said, is anyone watching? And she said, well, not really. And I said, okay, like just like friend to friend, if it's not working, pull the plug. Who says that you have to do that? Now, here's the funny thing. Have you ever heard of a term called uh, sunk cost bias? Have you ever heard of this? I have not. It is a business kind of term to where somebody has sunk a lot of money in something and so then they are biased for its mm. hopeful success. Yeah. That they are unwilling to take double barrel shotgun and blow both barrels to kill a dead, half dead thing already. This idea is not working. But they've sunk so much into it that they're biased. Yeah, now, I think I my dad feels you. that I think my dad feels that way about me sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says, I put so much into this kid, man. He's got to be successful. But That's I mean, right. I, I have I have that's been me. I mean, I've, I've, I started a project one time and 
And I thought it was going to be great. It's going to be a super cool thing. And, and it was kind of like this lame duck that never flew. Mm. And I was like, but it's got to work. And so <laughs> double down your efforts. And that's, you know, so take yeah. a look, man. If folk aren't watching, stop. It's okay. I was reading an article earlier today, and I, have to, I might track it down and put it in the show notes. Um, but it was talking about, even beyond that, viewers versus engagement and how it's better to have. So let's talk load numbers because that's what you know some people are talk, dealing with here. Is it better to have 10 people viewing and not commenting or responding to you? Or is it better to have three very engaged people with what you're doing? And um, they, they talk about how pastors get into the attendance mode. Oh um, yeah, but, here it is. But, but we need to really, we really need to monitor and, and, um, and evaluate the engagement of what we're putting out there. Yeah, you might have had a hundred viewers, but if you put out a challenge, did anyone do the challenge? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know? right. Um, well, so or, or the other thing too, you know, how are they? How are they uh, numerically counting that? Is it somebody who clicked in for forty seconds, or is it somebody yeah. who watched the whole eight-minute devotion? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that people can chill. I yeah. really, really, really do. Um, Josh, I, I just, I want to, I want to get back to just how good of a product this is. Cause I've used, and it's not a product. I mean, it is a product and it's not a product, but I've used your, all of your VBSs. I'm familiar yes. with what you're put out and I'm just, I'm looking at this and I'm excited about how many people it's going to touch because you have scripture music, you have the science devotions where you're leading people through these different science object lessons. And then they have their own personal challenges. I mean, it's, it, you're hitting everything that people are missing. You're getting STEM engagement yep. that they're lacking from school. You're getting discipleship that they're missing from church and you're putting parents in a position in the to, driver's seat, right? They're in the yeah. driver's seat. It's just, it's just so, so, God so bless awesome. you. man. I got goosebumps. That means a lot to me. Um, this is my life. You know what I mean? This is what yeah. I, this is what I love. I love the Lord and I, and I want people to be successful that way. Um, the other thing too, this is so funny. So I got a, um, I got a Facebook message from somebody that I went to high school with and she, I hadn't heard from her for years and she, not a message, I guess, but just a comment. And it said, my daughter and I watched one of the videos this weekend. And she said, she said, she laughed and laughed. And she said, mom, is he always that funny? And her mom said, yeah, he's, he's that funny, whatever. My point is, is that I, like, I think being a follower of Christ is fantastic. It's fun and we yes. should laugh. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so, so they are engaging as well. And so this lady who was on the phone with me, right, who was commenting to me that her videos were horrible, her words, again, not mine. I haven't even seen one of her videos, but she said, you know, and this was a kind compliment. She said, you make it look so easy. Yeah. And, you know, and I have spent a lot of time on camera. I'm very adept at being on camera. And that whole environment is something in this random Corona time. I mean, I've, I've been doing that for a, for a decade plus, right? 15 years of really strong being in front of a camera and producing content. And it ain't as easy as it looks. And everybody out there gives a resounding amen because it amen. is not as easy. Uh, well, I got to say, um, you know, for me, I have two thoughts and it sounds like maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth as I'm getting ready to say this next thing, but I'm not. Um, I really do want children's pastors to stay connected with their kids. Why? Listen, I'm not the one that baptized your kid in church. I'm not the one who went to the hospital when they broke their ankle and I was not the one waiting in the waiting room. You're the one that has this super strong connection with them. I don't want my 
quote video or whatever to supplant a pastor. I want to support the pastor. Listen, one other pastor got a hold of me and he was like, dude, it is like Groundhog Day syndrome. I'm run. I mean, it's like the same thing. And I'm running out of things to say. I need, this was a guy who pulled me aside and was like, would you please produce something? I was already in the process of producing it. But my point is, is that he was looking for something because he was running out of material. I get that. But I want to make sure that pastors know that they're the face they're the person that kids are going to look to. I had a, uh, there's a gal that I do ministry coaching with and she, you know, I helped her get a better mic. I helped her get better lighting and just kind of up her game slightly. Right. But here's the funny thing. She said on this call that I had, there was a, a two-year-old little girl and we're, you know, befriending each other. This may be early memories for this kid, but here's what I said to that pastor. I said, you're going to go back to church when all this is said and done and she's going to think of you as the person who was on TV. Yeah, My yeah. point is, is that kids, like they see me when, after a VBS or something, and they're like, you were on TV. And I'm like, well, it's called a video. But my point is, is that that, that elevates you. So I yeah. want pastors to do that, right? I don't want them just to go to the big, big, big church, kid church service. That's not, that's not their home church. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's almost like the moment where you've been a character and a kid recognizes you as the character afterwards and they're like, you're so-and-so, but, but on steroids, because now you, you've done yes. that on screen. Uh, yes, exactly. That's exactly right. The on-screen thing, it, it, it magnifies. It's kind of like writing a book in America. Somebody's like, you're a big deal because you wrote a book. Not really. But, right. But like to a kid, if you happen to be on a screen, they think that you're some kind of a superhero. So that's cool. Well, listen, I got two, two more questions for you. Yes. Um, one is... Um, with, with faith lab, is this something where the parent gets the license, the church is supporting them, but then it's, it's kind of done at the pace of the family. Is this something that you're encouraging churches to do kind of together, but apart like they are some of their services? What, what's the best mode of operation with this? That is fantastic. So let's envision how many families do you have in your church that you would like to support? I'm just asking for, for, the sake sure. of communication. Sure. Let's just say we'll, we'll do the 25 one just to start as a, as a ballpark. Okay. So you, let's say that you, that you were to get 25 licenses. You as a leader would have a dashboard and it would have first name, last name, email, and then it would have the number 25. You put a family's name in that reduces by one. Your part is essentially done. The family has instantaneous password locked that's their entry point, right? Mm -hmm. And what I would ensure, what I would encourage churches to do is to have this be done simultaneously with everybody in their church, right? So whether it is a five-day kind of at-home VBS, do open everybody up for Monday to Friday, and they're doing it at these times, and there's all kinds of cool Facebook um, contests and encouragements and post this, there's all that thing going on. But if you, you could also do it uh, week one, week two, week three, week four, week five. So it's five sessions as opposed to five days. And so I would encourage churches not to say, hey, family, kind of just do it at your own pace. I think families may not even do it. It's the, it's the idea of the, the herd kind of yeah. doing it together, right? And having this sense of community together. Uh, there's a church, that guy out in, in Pennsylvania, uh, and also this gal in Georgia, they are all going to be buying shirts. So when this pastor in Georgia, she was like, 
I presented this to my team and the first word that came out of somebody's mouth was, no, we're having shirts, aren't we? And so I specifically put in there to, I think it's EPS, EPS files. And That's those it. are the files that you could directly send to your own printer. Man, I'm not in the t-shirt business, go for it, right? But then they could actually get sizes and then in that little home pack, everybody's got a shirt. I think that's sweet. That is super, super cool. The last question I have for you is, you know, you are an expert at leading volunteers. Um, what are some quick points that you would encourage children's pastors? Because we talked a lot about how to equip families and what we're doing for our families. What are we doing for the people who are volunteering that now that we can't necessarily give them the, the hug, the hug around the shoulder and all that encouragement that we're used to? You know, here, I would, I would do a couple of things. First, I would be a pastor. Don't be a recruiter. Don't be a leader of volunteers. Be a pastor. And these families, um, what are they dealing with? They are de- this is a chaotic, an unbelievably chaotic time. They are thrust in as a homeschool family uh, where they may not have been before. They are thrust into possibly dealing with the government because their spouse has no income and they're trying to run the hill of the administrivia, administration and trivia all at once. I made that word up, administrivia of trying to get government support. My point is they've got a lot of pressures. They need you to be their pastor, right? And so if you have your key 12 people, call them on the phone, ask them how you can pray for them. And don't take 40 minutes, right? Just quick. Get, get the exercise, get the idea around this that you can pray for somebody quickly. Also, text them. I had a leader who was in the Lead Volunteers program, had a coaching call with her today, and she said, you know, I was really proud of her. She said, I was systematically calling people and no one was answering. I was sending text messages and no one was replying. She said, okay, no problem. She printed off 53 different postcards from Lead Volunteers and she hand wrote all of her people. She said, I know for sure they're going to get that one. She goes, yeah. I don't need their communication back to validate me. I need to let them know that I'm, I'm here and that I care for them. That would be a first thing. The second thing, this is a big one. Just chill out. Just chill out. You're fine. You don't need to be a super hyper crazy present person. I think that if what, what would you want right now? Would you want somebody calling you incessantly four times a day to tell you that they're praying for you? Or is that a little neurotic? Don't, yeah. be, don't be a neurotic pastor. Cool it. Be yeah. a normal person. You know, communicate them in, in keeping with what normal looked like before with a little extra heart. Right. Just chill. Um, and I would say also what I would say when it comes to uh, this, this kind of unique season, I would say take time to prep for your very own future. Yeah. And if you're kind of like, I don't know, I don't have job descriptions for my volunteers. Fantastic. That's a hard task, man. I've done that before. It's not the easiest thing to write succinct job descriptions. You know, you need to write job job descriptions that are not rivaling the you know, Westminster shorter catechism. Am I making sense? They don't <laughs> right. need to be the, like, come on, dude. Yeah. So, but, but it, it, I, uh, the, the great philosopher and theologian and scientist, uh, Pascal said, if I'd had more time, I would have written less. So in order to make something succinct, it takes a lot of time. And so I would encourage pastors right now, like make an appointment with yourself and yeah. move something forward. Like, listen, I know there is a whole bunch of urgent and important things that are happening. 
I get it. You have to carve out time for the not urgent, right. but super important. Um, one of, one of my goals has been to, we have a lot of painting and some, just some upkeep that's needed to be done. And where I'm at, I'm, I'm able to, to travel to and fro from the church still. And yes. so I'm like, I want people to come back and just before we even do that. anything, just get we back and go, that. wow. Like he's been working while we were gone. You know? That's and exactly right. So there's another pastor that I am working with through the lead volunteers coaching program. And uh, he is, he ran this idea by me and he was kind of sheepish about it. And I said, go, go, go. He is going to completely revamp their logo. He is going to uh, revamp signs and, and cool. signage and, and everything. And he's going to do it and he's going to hold on to it until right before things are going to open back up. So I really appreciate you painting, right? And doing some soft upgrades that people are like, wow. And it's just like everybody like is going to freak out when it's time to go back and you want them to freak out for something good. Good That's for exactly you, man. Right. That's exactly right. Well, Josh, man, thank you just for your first, your friendship, your general yeah. leadership for the world uh, for children's Bless pastors. You. And um, man, I, I just, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen you put out a single thing that didn't fill a need. Like, I just know you're not God making stuff you. just to, to, you know, you know, build your own stuff up. I mean, you are legitimately serving people in the most needed ways all the time. And I appreciate that. I, I got to tell you, man, I, I actually am very personally restrictive with what I'm going to put my hand to, right? I am an idea machine, but it doesn't, just because I have an idea, I mean, I need to do it. If it, if it isn't going to meet a need and it is, and it doesn't have the, 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 if I don't have the runway to make it awesome mm -hmm. and completely top shelf, it's not time. And yeah. so I was really, really, really blessed to be able to put out this faith lab at home. Holy goodness. In six and one half days. What? Yeah. Just longer than it took to create the universe. Just, just, <laughs> just barely. <laughs> Dude, you are so good. I love hanging out with you. You've got such fun wit. <laughs> as soon as I saw the smile curl, I knew exactly where that was going. Yeah. Oh, uh, you more. added the half. You added the half at third yeah. curveball for me. <laughs> oh, Let's man. do this again, man. It's fun talking to you. Absolutely, man. You're welcome anytime. Just say the word. Absolutely, buddy. Well, keep up the good work. Now, I got to ask you, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Man, I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing good. It's forced me to um, prioritize and kind of sit down and look. We had made a switch just at the start of the, of the year anyhow, and I think I've told you this, where my pastor was kind enough to let me change my work schedule. So I was going in early, coming back in late, um, and I would be home while my wife, wife was working during the day. Um, and it saved us like 15 grand a year on childcare. So That's praise amazing. God. Yeah, praise God for that. Praise God that he was as cool as he was and was willing to let that happen. And so um, we had already kind of like stuck our toes in the water for this already leading up to that. And so, but having that approach where more is happening from home has really caused me to kind of refine my boundaries and stuff. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to make, I totally agree. Now here's so. the funny thing. I don't know whether, you know, this makes any difference, but this space right here, my little home office, um, I don't really hang out in here. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's kind of weird. It's like, there's a door and, and, and this is where I come to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's going to be a value to anybody, but I have done the at work, the home at work 
work at home thing for the last three and a half years. And it definitely took a little bit of adjustment, but man, I'm proud of you. Jared, you're a, you're top notch. I love the alligator behind you too. You're, you're, you're a stylist it's, too. It's, it's a dinosaur. Um, I got it from Target. Our camp theme was supposed to be Jurassic Camp this year. And so I thought, oh, I'll just kind of nudge that, but we'll see if camp happens. But that was, um, that was supposed to be a nod towards that. But I, I love it. It's my fantastic. Pastor, my pastor called it the, ne- the neon Budweiser sign. Um, the neon, so, yes. But it's green, so I don't really, well, I guess it's good that he doesn't know a whole lot about that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jared, it's always, always good to talk to you. Thank you a ton, bro. You too. Thank you, Josh.